0: Been preaching to the book of Revelation, and I'm not going to stop today. We'll be in the 22nd chapter of Revelation, and uh, we will be in um, Revelation. We're going to finish it next Sunday morning, New Year's Day. Going to finish the book of Revelation. The Lord willing, the church don't rise. Amen. So we'll we'll be looking at that, and this is a great uh, scripture we can look at and help us. Uh, understand more of the Bible. Praise God. I love understanding more of the Bible. Praise God. Stand with me and let's go to chapter 22. Easy to find, last chapter in your Bible. And we're going to read the first 10 verses. I'm going to talk about something today that a lot of us have, have heard of, but a lot of us don't quite yet understand. And I'm sure that when I'm done, you still won't quite understand it all because what a blessing it is. I've got a God that's bigger than I am, smarter than I am, more intelligent than everybody on planet Earth. He's amazing, wonderful Jesus, praise God. John says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, And in the midst, or the middle of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God, and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. And they shall see His face. And his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the Holy Prophet sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then he saith unto me, see thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, seal not, everybody say seal not, the sayings of this prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Say with me, it's at hand. I'm going to use for a subject this morning, the tree of life. You may be seated. As I began this morning, I said there's a lot of things that we can learn today, but there's a lot of things that we won't understand because of the depth of God's Word. You can almost drown in God's Word. It is so deep. But the If you ever drowned in God's word, don't worry, you'll resurrect before you hit the bottom. Amen. Amen. I love this scripture. It's amazing when you look at it. John says that the angel showed him a pure river. This river was proceeding from the throne of God. It was clear as crystal. And it came out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Verse 2 says, In the midst or the middle of the street of it, on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare 12 manners of fruit and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. I'll come to that a little bit later. Ezekiel spoke of the leaves of the healing, the trees, in Ezekiel 47, verse 12. But we'll, we'll look at that a little bit later on. It's almost like God, uh, John is saying, when he saw the waters coming out of the throne, and by this we understand that the throne is high and lifted up, probably at the top of New Jerusalem, probably on the top floor, the throne of God. And the river begins to flow down through this transparent or clearest crystal city, and even the street is made of pure gold, see-through gold. We talked last Sunday about the colors and how magnificent this city is, 1,500 miles straight up, 1,500 miles square, a cube. And God is in this city. It, you can see through it, you can look through it and see everything. Everything is so pure that nothing is solid, nothing is, no shadowing is turning, it's just clear. What an amazing city. And John pretty much said in chapter 20, now that's a city. And now he's saying pretty much in chapter 22, now that's a river. He not only is saying, now that's a river, but he's saying, now that's a street. And then he's saying, now that's a tree. John is trying to find words to explain this river, pure, coming down from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The best I can understand it, John says it's like a street. If you can imagine a river flowing through an encased street of transparent gold, it's probably a river running through an encasing of transparent, clear gold. And the river's flowing through this pure gold and it's flowing down around and I think it will empty into planet earth, the new earth. Maybe waters like Niagara Falls, only pure waters. Lakes and streams all over the earth with nothing but pure blessings from pure almighty God. The Bible doesn't say a whole lot about the new earth, other than the fact that there will be people that will inhabit this new earth. I feel in my heart, because of the leaves of the healing for the nations, and let me say this real quickly, There's, it's, when it says the leaves are for the healing of the nations, it's not like they take a the leaf off and rub it on them, or they eat it. It's like they will come to the holy city, Jerusalem, the nations, the people of earth. And it's not to be healed per se, it's to have perpetual health. I think that there will be people who live on the planet earth much like the body of Adam and Eve before the fall. You and I will be in our glorified bodies much like Jesus Christ. We will inhabit the holy city Jerusalem. In fact, the scripture says that we shall be priest of God. We shall reign with Jesus Christ forever and ever, speaking of his church. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the people of Israel can come and go out of that city. But for the most part, Israel has been promised the promised land. They've been promised an inheritance. Now, some people would try to take this chapter and totally spiritualize it. It is a spiritual chapter. But there is a literal city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, adorned for her husband, or for her the bride, for the bride. And there is a holy city that's literal, streets of gold. Now some says there's only one street. If it is, it just winds around for the fifteen hundred miles. Now that's a long street. I am more apt to believe it's a street that has tributaries in and out of the of the street, but it is pure gold beautiful here we we make our parking lots out of asphalt and don't misunderstand me a newly paved parking lot out of asphalt treated it's beautiful it really is it's it's nice looking especially when you grew up parking in mud holes and dust roads dusty roads how many remember the old dusty roads oh yeah We'd wash our car, go on a trip to see a friend, come back and wash our car. Dusty roads. All that old dust settles in the bottom, back bumper and as you're driving through there. And, and I always like kicking it up to about 60 or 70 miles an hour and watch the dust just roll from the back and pretend that I was, you know, racing or something. And I was racing, but with myself. Race, I was racing with an idiot, is what I was doing. But this throne, the pure water, flows from the throne of God. And notice in verse 2, in the midst or the middle of the street, that's what gives me the feeling that the river flows to the middle of the street. It's encased by transparent gold. These waters empty out upon the earth, and the Bible says that the city has no need of the moon or the sun because the Lamb is the light thereof. And I think, I don't know whether the sun and the moon will still be there. It's just you don't need it. It's kind of like shining a flashlight at the sun. It's worthless. I'm not sure whether there'll be night and darkness in the new earth. I, that I don't know. We're not told enough about the new earth. But I do believe there'll be animals on the new earth. I believe there'll be people like, much like Adam and Eve before the fall. I believe the nation of Israel will inhabit those places. And the city of Jerusalem will be a place of commerce and going back and forth. And The nations will come back and forth for wisdom from on high. Healing of the nations. Perpetual health to all of earth. That leads me to believe that it is a perpetual health because of Adam and Eve being instructed well God's after they took the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God says, I've got to not let them eat of the tree of life lest they live forever in that state. And so we understand people that have been given a new body, redeemed, they eat of the tree of life, and they are preserved forever, perpetually in that state. It is perpetual health. I look at this chapter 22, and, and, and I can almost hear John say, now that's a river. And I want to see him say, now that's a street. Wow, now that's a tree. The Bible says there's no need of the the sun because there's no night there. The sun and the Lord giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever, speaking to the church. And I want to show you some things today that will help us understand more about the tree of life. The tree of life and a lot of people try to say well the tree of life was some kind of fleshly indulgence of sin some have even went to the point of saying well the tree of life was when Adam and Eve had sex I want you to understand that people can really mess up the scriptures if they don't have a contact with the Spirit of God that is nonsense if that were true then when they were driven out of the Garden Eden then there'd be no need to keep them out of the garden because they'd already did what they did. I'll I'll share with you in just a little bit the, the seriousness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the seriousness of them eating of that tree. But the tree of life, and we understand that John says, I see this tree and on either side of the river, either side of the river bank was the tree of life. And he said the tree of life would bring forth a different fruit, 12 months out of the year, every month a different fruit. And the tree of life would be on either side of the river, of the street. The question many people ask, is this one tree? Or is this many trees? Yes. Yes. Now dig out of that hole. If it's one tree, no doubt John said, wow, now that's a tree. If it's one tree, then it covers the river and the street, which the street encases, encases the river. And that one tree goes the full length and the full width of the river. And how many would agree that that's a tree? But according to Ezekiel, and he talked about the millennial age, the temple, and in Ezekiel 47 verse 12, I'll not read there, but I'll share with you, Ezekiel said that there would be these trees on either side of the river. And those leaves would be for the healing of the nations during the millennium. So basically a blueprint of what will be in the new heaven and the new earth. I think personally, if I were to, if I was put on a spot, I would say that there was many trees of life on either side of the river. But there's only one true tree of life, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Was there a literal tree? Yes, in the Garden of Eden. Before I Get into some of the detail. I want to say Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18, says, Wisdom is a tree of life. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says, The desire of hope, that energy, that enthusiasm of hope, is a tree of life. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4 says, the wholesome tongue, a good tongue, a tongue with good news, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. I want to point out some things as we get to looking at the tree of life because it's important that you understand where we're coming from because most people want to spiritualize all of this. And don't misunderstand me, the Bible is a highly spiritual book, but it is highly practical too. It is not some... Mystic book that we can't understand We need to just Take it for what it says And believe it for what it says Amen Now there were Many trees in the garden of Eden I believe That there was many trees That were never Partaken of By Adam and Eve I believe that Many of these trees And we know that the tree of Knowledge of good and evil is what brought Adam and Eve down, brought them to a place of sin. But these trees in the Garden of Eden not only fed them bodily, the fruit on those trees fed them in their mind, intellectually. These trees not only fed them physically, but fed them, well, it fed their heart, These trees fed their mind. These trees fed their spirit. These trees would feed the creativity of mankind. To understand this tree, we need to go to Genesis. First mention of it in Genesis chapter 3. And when I say understand it, I'm sure that we will will never fully understand it. But the last three verses of Genesis chapter 3... And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also the tree of life, and eat and live forever. In other words, God is saying, We don't want them to eat the tree of life, because if they eat the tree of life in their sinful state, they will live forever in a sinful state. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. In other words, he sent them out of the Garden of Eden. So he drove them out, the man, he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims. Those are awesome, dreadful angels. And a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now what we need to understand is when God removed Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden, he didn't just remove them from the tree of life, but he removed them from these trees I mentioned that feed them physically and bodily and intellectually and their heart and their spirit and their creativity of man. In other words, these trees in the Garden of Eden is not the apple tree. It's not the pear tree. Now we know, so everybody's trying to figure out what fruit it was that Adam and Eve ate. And you know it wasn't an apple, it was the pear on the ground. But the truth is, these trees were removed. Adam and Eve were not just removed from the tree of life, they were removed from the grove of the trees in the garden. In other words, they were not just expelled from the tree of life, they were expelled from the specialty trees in the garden. Of Eden, I want you to notice in verse 17, chapter 3, and Adam, and unto Adam God said, "Behold, thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the for, is the ground for thy sake; in sorry thou in sorrow thou shalt eat it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee." Thou shalt eat the herb of the field. He was removed from the tree orchard. There was many trees in the garden. Look at verse 29 of chapter 1. And God said, Behold, I have given you, speaking to Adam and Eve, every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the, a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. I'm not sure that the specialty trees yielded seed. That's just my observation. Now, there's some things I want to bring out that's very important concerning the tree of life. We know that Jesus Christ is the tree of life. We know that, but we also know that the tree of life was also a literal tree. We know that Jesus Christ is the tabernacle, but we also know that the tabernacle was literal. We know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We know that he was the Son of God, is the Son of God, shall ever be the Son of God, even before his fleshly conception by the seed of God, his Father. We look at that and on this day especially, Jesus Christ was born. I uh, probably not born on this date. Probably not born at all on this date. That's not the important part. The important part is Jesus Christ was born. The important part is that Jesus Christ, the word, was made flesh. And dwelt among us. The eternal preexistent Son of God came and robed Himself in flesh. The Father so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the Father sends His Son to redeem us through from our sin and to give us something to take of, partake of, that will give us everlasting life. And so, uh, I'll I'll bring that up in just a little bit uh, about the the fact that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, but it was just as big a miracle that he was born of the house of David, just as big a miracle. I'll bring that up a little bit later. But these... The the first mention of the tree of life in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, God says to the church of Ephesus and to us as a church, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. You got to admit that is wonderful. Now let's read a little bit and say a few things and then we're going to get into some of the end time uh, warnings that God gives us. There shall be no more curse but the throne of God, verse 3, the Lamb shall be in it. Wherever God is, the curse is done. And His servants shall serve Him. If you think you're going to float around on a cloud uh, forever and eternity, You're mistaken. You're going to serve God. You're going to serve God forever. I don't know about you, but serving God sounds much better than just reclining back in a recliner. And they shall see his face. That's wonderful. How many would like to be able to get up right in God's face and God get up in your face? And his name shall be on our foreheads. In other words, God's going to put his name on us. Will that be invisible? I don't know. Will it be visible to others? I don't know. Very possible that it will be one of the beauty marks on our new body, his name. Now, verse 4, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be upon their foreheads, and there shall be no night there. No need of the candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. This is the church reigning in the new city of Jerusalem as priests and kings forever and ever. Verse 6, And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants, verse 6, things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly, Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of this prophecy of this book. Notice the phrase, Behold, I come quickly. Someone says, Wait a minute. It's been over 2,000 years. He's not talking about quickly as in age that we think about or years. That word quickly means suddenly. Behold, he comes suddenly. When Paul was on the way to persecute Saul, who became later the great apostle Paul, Saul on his way to Damascus to persecute the church, Saul told several times in his testimony, and suddenly there was a light from heaven. smote me to the ground. I was blind. The light was so bright. It was brighter than the sun. It came suddenly. Hello? So when it talks about quickly, it just means suddenly. When it starts to take place, you know, this is a good time of the year to, to, to mention something else. And Luke chapter 2, it says, And lo, the angel of God came upon them, There was with the angel a multitude of heaven, hosts praying and praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Suddenly, we're about to have something happen sudden. In fact, when Jesus comes for his church, it will be sudden. When I got saved, it was sudden. Jesus Christ is coming for his church. It will be sudden. We'll be caught up to meet Jesus in there. It'll be so sudden the twinkling of an eye. Shorter than the twinkling of an eye. We'll be caught up. We are living at a time of great deception. Are you listening to me? Great deception. Um Let's look at verse 8, 9, and 10, and then I want to share something with you that spoke to my heart. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard and seen, I fell down and worshipped the feet of the angel, uh, which showed me these things. Now, in verse 9, the angel said, I'm not having that. Get up. Don't worship me. Worship God. Now, I don't know why John ever did that other than the fact that angels are probably pretty awesome. I would say angels are pretty, you know, they, they kind of leave a mark on you if you see one. I worry about people who just see angels all the time. Boy, I tell you what, if I seen this fella, I probably would, you know, I'd probably be scolded too. You get up, boy. And John had to get up. He said, don't worship me. He said, I'm your fellow servant, verse 9. I'm even of the brothers, your prophets, saying this book The sayings of this book, worship God. Now here's what I want you to see that's so important. Verse 10 of chapter 22. And he saith unto me, seal not. Everybody say, seal not. Now people who say you can't understand the book of Revelation, they need to read this verse. People that say, well, Revelation's not for us today. Need to read this verse. Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. This book. Seal not the prophecies of this book. For the time is at hand. That's why we've been preaching through this book. Because the time is at hand. Amen? Amen? And the tree of life will be there. But this brings me back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want you to look at something that God told Daniel. Remember, Daniel gives us insight to revelation. Daniel gives us insight to the end time. And here's what God said to Daniel. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. But thou, O Daniel... Shut up and seal the book. Even, seal it, seal up the words, even the time of the end. He says, seal it up even to the time of the end. How many believe we're at the time of the end? Oh, Daniel, shut up the words, seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. What was the tree that Adam and Eve eat of that they were told not to? The tree of what? Knowledge of good and evil. So God knew, and how many know God knows a lot of things, God knew that when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that it would escalate. And man would try to make himself God. So in Daniel... God says, shut it up till the time of the end. Just hold back, shut it up till the time of the end because knowledge will increase toward the end and men shall go to and fro. How much technology have you seen in the last 20 years? How much acceleration? First in the early part of my life. Airplane. You could fly somewhere and back the same day. Jets. Missiles. Atomic warfare. Man is now making his own little computers in which one day he would like to put a chip of his mind inside of them so that he will keep self-consciousness for the rest of his life. It was really sad. That's why God told Adam and Eve, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when man ate of it, he has nothing to do without a new birth from Jesus Christ that he will not do anything except exalt himself to a God position. Are you listening to me? I I shouldn't have done this, but I did because I was curious. I listened to an interview that they were given of Elon Musk. And, you know, I I don't have a problem with Elon Musk. I, I pray that he gets saved. But one thing for sure, we have to say that Elon Musk is a brilliant, very intelligent man. He has amazing skills. And while I was listening to him, and he was talking about our trips to Mars and interstellar travel how that if they could go into Mars, then everybody would be ex- accelerated and hyped up and thrilled to go into other solar systems and seek out new worlds. Man, that is Star Trek stuff. And um, he said, I, I want to come up with a way to preserve man's self-awareness. His self-consciousness. Folks, that's scary. Because what they plan on doing, and they will succeed if the Lord tarries is coming, what they plan on doing is make man half man and half machine. They're trying to take something that will not die and place something that will die out of you into that which will not die so that you can keep self-consciousness and awareness forever. That's bypassing God. I mean, no, that's not my plan. That's not your plan. Our plan is to go to heaven. That nothing be lost in the blood of Jesus Christ. Our plan is to be redeemed and be preserved. And, I, and of course, I, I would say that probably that won't exactly happen the way Elon Musk or other scientists thinks it will happen. But it does tell me that when man ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he was unbridled to try to become his own God. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. It wasn't so much that man would know good and evil. It was so much that man would decide himself what's good and evil. That man would decide himself what's right and what's wrong. And so God says, lest they go and eat of the tree of life and live forever in that state, then God is saying that's pretty much going to be a great problem. And so God banished man from the Garden of Eden. And the only place to find that food for your mind, that fruit, that food for your, your heart, that, that food for the mall of your soul. That spirit. The only place to find that is right in here. The tree of righteousness. The tree of life. The tree of blessing. Amen. I, um, I'm grateful for the fact to be alive at this time when knowledge is increased and men go to and fro on the earth. But I look at this as just a step closer to the return of my Jesus. Just a step closer home. And boy, will it be a joy when we get home. And I'm going to try not to be standing beside you when we get there, because you'll turn to me and say, ain't nothing like you said. And you're right. John explained it, and I still don't understand it completely. The only thing I can understand is it's got to be a river flowing through an encasing of transparent gold. A tree of life. The leaves for the healing of the nations. Perpetual health. What man is trying to do with his knowledge of good and evil, God tells us in the Scriptures... The only thing that's going to make that happen is the tree of life and the leaves and the fruit every month, 12 months, the fruit and the healing and the blessing, the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that good? Wow. Wow.